We Should Be Friends, a podcast about cool work by interesting people. My name is Carter Monier. I am joined this afternoon by Emma Jane. Hello. Just hello this time. (laughs) Alice Stower. Hi. And Carolyn Nowak. Hello. And we are going to be talking about our friend, Victor Martins. Yay! Um, Victor is even more already our friend than many people we've featured on the show in that he has lived in our apartment for weeks mm-hmm, in the past. Mm-hmm. You do make it sound like we all live in this room. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Our By our, I mean me and Carolyn and EJ. Yeah. Um, but uh, Victor has stayed with us and hung out with everyone else here. Does yeah. that make you feel better, Emma? Yes. Thank I you. met, I you met Victor in... in 2015, and we shared a room at... Um, we were both taking a workshop with Sam Bosma. Right. And he was my roommate. I remember... And I loved him immediately. You told me about Victor. You said there's this amazing artist named Victor. He's really young and enthusiastic. And then you said, like, really menacingly, you were like, he's mine. Oh, yeah. That's... Did I? You did. Because, okay, yeah. That sounds right. Does it not sound like you? I have since given him to you, though. Yeah. I mean, like, there was nothing you could do about it. That's so true. I mean, we do remember when Carolyn was a Sith Lord for all of 2015. (laughs) I'm so glad I gave that up. Yeah, me too. There can only be two, and I didn't feel like dying. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I forgot that. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Let's All move right. on. Um, so this is more an episode of We Are Friends. We yeah. Are Friends. We are I totally mean, like, friends. I guess a lot of our episodes can yeah. just be called We Are Friends, yeah. or I hope we're friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Please stay friends with us. Please stay friends with us. Um, let's see. So we have three books of Victor's we do. Um, to look at. The oldest one is one that we have actually discussed on this podcast one time before, Mm -hmm. um, although it was a while ago. That's um, Tiger. Yeah. Um, And then the other two are quite recent. Um, One of them I published uh, through Disquette Press, and that one is called... Stay. Stay. Um, And the other one uh, was debuted at TCAF or SPX? SPX. SPX this past year. Yeah, yeah. Um, And it has quite a long title... Um, Alice, would you like to read the title? Hey, I don't mean to be condescending or anything, but we're friends. You don't have to be afraid of me, which is then condensed on the title page to You Don't Have to Be Afraid of Me. You Don't Have to Be Afraid of Me. Um, so You Don't Have to Be Afraid of Me is definitely the comic that I think Victor is at this time best known for, and it's also my favorite of his comics. But these other two are also very um, different and very interesting mm-hmm. um, and worth looking at as well. Um, so I'm just excited to kind of do a dive into these, uh, because he is one of my favorite up-and-coming cartoonists, and I think his work deserves as much attention as it can get. I agree. I agree. I mean, on the ride over here, I was like, oh, Victor. Well, not on the ride over here. I was expressing to someone recently that Victor is, like, one of the best cartoonists I've ever encountered. Mm -hmm. I don't know. There's, like... A naturalness about his work that is enviable. Yeah. If I was a worse person, I would totally like Amadeus him. <laughs> wow. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen Amadeus. Um, do, does that mean kill? Yes. Wow. Well, I mean, it's more complicated <laughs> than that. <laughs> Indirectly, there's more to it than that. Sure I mean, no one, so. no one would ever convict me. <laughs> No, but I mean, he's such an excite. It's like it's been so exciting to like know him since 2015, and like I don't know that he did even really made a completed comic at the time, but we were in that workshop together, and like I don't know, like 
he was, um, the workshop was in 2015, so I was, like, 27, and at the time, he was 20. Mm-hmm. And we shared a room at this Hilton that, um, it was at the Light Great Art Lab was the workshop, and they put us up in this Hilton, because Victor and I had just both paid for whatever. doesn't matter. But at, I'll never forget that the last night we were there, we were, like, at the hotel bar, and I was drinking alcohol, because I'm a grown-up, and Victor... Vic, they like allowed Victor to like sit with me, <laughs> despite his 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 young age. And um, like the drink that I got came with like, uh, like a skewer with berries on it. And he he asked very politely if he could have them. And the waitress overheard this interaction and brought him another skewer of berries. Oh, Victor, <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. was it because you said no? <laughs> <laughs> said yes. You're like, fuck you. I paid for these berries. I was like already wasted. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about, you little <laughs> Canadian person? <laughs> he's so sweet. Victor, I just... Yeah, he's very sweet and very talented and very, very Canadian. <laughs> I mean, especially Canadian considering he's Brazilian. Yeah. But like, he's... <laughs> he's really Canadian considering he's Brazilian. I mean, nobody says A yeah. more. Yeah. If you were talking to Victor, he like listening to this podcast, he's probably already said out loud, oh, oh that's nice, eh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just, I mean, I, I just was so impressed with him immediately. Um, so we're not going to be able to make any assumptions based on his work, I guess. Because... Yeah. Well, that's okay. We haven't done an episode in a while, so we're easing back into it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's I'm true. Tossing out the old format Friday and in with the... New thing Sunday. Who gives the, a the, shit Sunday? The, yeah. yeah, the freeform Sunday. <laughs> um, no more alliteration. No nothing. Why don't we start with Tiger? Talk since okay, that's the oldest work that we have. Debuting in, I think, 2016, if I had to guess. 2017. 2017. So not even... September 2017. Wow. Okay. Wow. So, like, not that long ago. Not that long ago. Oh, Still that's SPX. Toddler. It must have come out at SPX. It must have come out at SPX. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I remember talking about it on the SPX 2017 episode. Yeah, that makes sense. Yep. Um, so, Tiger, uh, I mean, do you want to summarize, Carolyn? Yeah, so Tiger is just this um, short comic from the perspective of a of a tiger child about um, his father and um, his relationship with his father. And um, I'm really bad at describing work, but there's also just, like, this discussion about what a tiger is that happens in the middle. And the tone is, like, incredibly sweet and funny and, um, and, like, there's so much, like, love in this book, um, and affection. And in the end, it just ends with, like, the, the tiger and his father, like, falling asleep while the, um, while the father, like, reads that. What's, who wrote that? The tiger tiger? Blake. Yeah, William Blake, uh, poem, Tiger, Tiger, Burning Bright. Um, while the... Well, the baby tiger, like, imagines things in his mind. And I don't know, it, um, it's just like this, like, nurturing father-son relationship, um, that, I don't know, it's not like, it's not explored in this way where they're, you're really, like, looking right at it, but it's more like in the... I don't know, just, like, the way this child tiger talks about his father and, like, about being a tiger is so... I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so cute and affectionate. <laughs> yeah, it's just... um, It's cute, but it's, like... I don't know. Like, it's not... I wouldn't... 
go for cute first mm-hmm. describing this book, even though it's accurate. You know what I mean? It's, I would call it gentle. Yeah, it's super gentle. It takes the tiger cub's view of the world very seriously. That is true. Yes. And it's like very, I mean, I think explicitly sort of like this exploration of like masculinity. Mm-hmm. Like, what does it mean to be a man? Mm-hmm. Um, but without coming forward and being like, the tiger's a metaphor. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's a uh, risograph printed. It looks like fluorescent orange and probably like a medium blue ink uh, or just a blue um, on uh, the cover is white. And then the interior pages are like this really nice kind of like yellow. Uh, lemon yellow. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very beautifully printed. And like this sets a trend that will carry through, which is that Victor is really good at, at um, halftones and color separations. Yeah. Holy shit. Um, like color is something that I certainly struggle with as an artist and like have trouble conceptualizing and like Victor's work teaches me a lot about color. The color separations on the, um, on the word balloons mm-hmm. are so like finely wrought, like, cause the word balloons are like kind of see-through, mm-hmm. um, in the actual art of the story. And it's like, it's really, really subtle and it's really, really effective. And, um, I don't know. I saw him describe his work the other day as um, like Dave Pilkey meets Utena. Dave Pilkey does <laughs> Dave Pilkey does Dogman and Captain Underpants, and like I just thought that was so accurate because there's like there's like so much fun in it, and especially in Tiger. I mean, this was like the first. Um, well, I'd read one of his comics before, but this was like I don't know. This blew me away the moment I read it. Mm-hmm. It was just so incredible, and of course, Victor was like. Oh, it's nothing, eh? You know. <laughs> yeah. And... and it's really modest. Like, it's not saying putting itself forward is important. Yes. But it just feels really nice to read. And there's just, like, a lot of different ideas in sort of a very small amount of space and story. Mm-hmm. Like, the story is just kind of like a little tiger. Yeah. has fun in the jungle. A little tiger reflects. And yeah. it's also, like, hysterically funny in in moments. Yes. Um, the whole, like, what is a tiger definitional part is extremely cute and, like, very thoughtful. Yeah. Gustav Klimt turns out to be a tiger. Yeah. Spoiler. Yes. I also love the one that's, like, that shows this other tiger who With doesn't no have tail. a tail. With yeah. no like, well, no, I guess not. Not a tiger. <laughs> that tiger's name is Spencer. <laughs> like, is Spencer a tiger? <laughs> um, great. Let's talk about, uh, Stay. This so, is my favorite one. Stay, Stay is my favorite one, too. Stay is the one that um, I printed for Victor um, sort of last minute before SPX or whenever it was. Yeah, I remember stapling these. Um, it's a... Uh, With these pink staples. I think it's a one-color zine, and then the cover is, is like, two-color, maybe. Um, the pa- the story's only four pages. It's very short. Yeah. Really? Um, Holy crap, it yeah. is. Yeah. And it's so moving. It's I don't very know. short. Um, something I'd like to mention is that uh, Victor is part of a comics collective called uh, Hello, Hello Boy. Boyfriend, and they put out really, really great comics altogether that make me like really excited and, and energized about the future of comics. Yeah. And they also do something that I really like, which is like very much like a zine culture, like a, a dojinji kind of thing, which is they have like a free talk section in the back usually where yeah. they like write a little newsletter or like a little letter to their reader. Um, and I really appreciate the way that Victor always handles that because it's, it's like 
deeply thoughtful and humble and earnest yeah in a way that like really welcomes the reader into whatever it is that he's working on yeah and he's been that way like since i met him when he was 20 like that's one of the things that impressed me so much about him was like he's so thoughtful and earnest and he has like such a genuine enthusiasm for things Mm -hmm. and just i don't know i was so I was so just, like, endlessly impressed by how kind and strong he was, mm-hmm. like, just at the age of 20. Like, he had all these convictions, and, yeah. but he, but all this, this, he had this huge heart, too. I don't know. It's, we're I talking think, about his work, sorry. I, I think that is very much explained by the experiences in the third thing we will talk about. Okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's just, I don't know. I um, just find him so impressive. Alice, do you want to summarize Stay? Yeah, I mean... It's so short, but then you read it and you're like, wait, I need to read this a second and third time. So, like, it ends up kind of feeling longer because uh, it's so dense with detail. I could have sworn it was eight pages. Yeah, right? Uh, it's just like there is this um, alien anthropologist who is a tiny, tiny little person living inside of a robot person who has fallen in love with this uh, the girlfriend of the robot body. Um and so it introduces, like, four different sci-fi conceits, like, <laughs> right from the get-go. Uh, and then kind of shows how they work. And then the last page is just two panels of uh, this tiny, tiny person being, like, really wistful and nervous about the idea of essentially coming out I was going to say, they yeah. literally come out. <laughs> yeah, literally, yeah. yeah. Coming out as a tiny, tiny person in a robot body, yeah. um, rather than the person that the robot body is. This is um, such a smart representation of, I mean, all kinds of things. Like, mm-hmm. um, to make something explicit for listeners who might not know, Victor is a trans man. Um, and that's relevant, and I mean, we'll get to it in, in the next book also, but like, that's relevant here because like a lot of these stories are very much about like, identity and self-presentation in a way that really, really speaks to me as a trans person. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and, like, this metaphor of, like, being a tiny person steering a big body and, like, feeling, like, really scared about, like, well, what about, like, the real me, like, underneath all of this? Mm-hmm. Like, that's such, like, an, a recognizable and um, common, I think, yeah. feeling. And um, it, the conclusion, there's no conclusion either, mm-hmm. really. Like, they... They come out and they just say, I hope she'll stay. And then that's it. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Spoilers. Like, this story is just kind of the premise. Yeah, it's just, just the like, premise. Yeah. Oh. Here's this bundle of emotions. And then... <clears throat> and at the very end, we do have an image of the tiny person being cradled by yeah. the very awake. Oh. oh. Wait, or is that the robot that they're piloting? Yeah, I can't tell. I think it's the robot. Never mind. We really don't know them. I, I don't consider that part of the story necessarily. I so guess you can kind of extrapolate for yourself basically mm-hmm. where the story goes from here, which I'm going to go ahead and say is in a sweet direction where yeah. the girlfriend is very understanding. But of course, like, since it's right at the point of the decision and the point of the coming out that it ends, there's still a big unknown there. Right. Um, I realize if I can give my my cis opinion. Oh, oh. yes, please speak. I know this is I know it's host. so clearly like it's, they're so It's time for Carolyn's cis opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I just I mean like obviously um 
there's that read of it, you know. Um, but it also reminds me of just like when you're when you're falling in love with someone and they feel like so much mm-hmm. compared to like yourself. Um, I don't know if everybody else has that experience, but like. No, as a trans person, I never. <laughs> I understand. You know, as like, a trans person, I, I'm like inherently better. Yeah, than yeah. Anyone I encounter. <laughs> well, well, um, you know, just like the feeling teeny tiny. Like I, like I'm a teeny tiny person behind my eyes, and I'm looking at this person who is like so full of stuff. You know, like. And so real, and, like, not a tiny alien anthropologist, which is how I feel all the time anyways. Um, but yeah. And there's it's this so idea, good. idea in the comic, too, in the narration, that, like, there's something kind of forbidden about this relationship, because the race that the pilot is from, like, whatever planet, uh, they're not allowed to fall in love. Because... Uh, this tiny person was the winner of the scientific objectivity award. <laughs> that is the best fucking joke. I <laughs> yeah, I don't think we really zeroed in on how super fucking funny this comic mm-hmm. is. It's yeah. so funny. And I mean, like, Victor's art is extremely funny. It mm-hmm. is, like, yeah. I... I don't know, like... It's, like, super loose, it's super expressive, and, the, like, even though this comic is, like, incredibly like, touching and romantic it's like many many of the drawings are like dave pilkey drawings Mm -hmm. like where people just have muppet mouths you know and things like that and i think victor wields this art style in such a fine way Mm -hmm. you know like it doesn't it doesn't make the it doesn't make the sentimental feelings seem silly Mm -hmm. even though it is very funny Mm -hmm. and there's such like tiny little jokes in here too like i almost need like a microscope to see that the book cover here is uh emotional honesty the guide that this <laughs> pilot is reading or that there's like a sort of sim style interface that has an option that says scramble as they're scrambling some eggs oh yeah executing yeah yeah yeah, scramble. yeah, yeah. Scramble. and then in the bottom right corner of that interface it almost looks like there's a little recipe on there mm-hmm. yeah oh my god yeah it's beautiful it's, so it's really beautiful. terrific so, like, you'd hardly think in four pages there'd be room for, like, more than a joke or two, but I mean, you're wrong. God, it just reminds me so much of real life in those four pages, and it's about a tiny alien anthropologist. Like, it's just incredible. It's really smart. Victor is so smart. Like, yeah. I almost, I don't know. I'm so aware of how much better he is at cartooning than I am. I feel like I should just shut my fucking mouth about him, you know? Well, Carolyn, be quiet, eh? (laughs) (laughs) You know, like, I feel so in awe. I, like, the things I'm saying just seem, like, almost, like, flattery, but it's just true. It's just true. I'm just... Almost flattery? Yeah, I just... I mean, it's not flattery. It's just true. Yeah, it's just true. I'm not, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to get anything yeah. out of Victor. <laughs> um, would you hand me the... Perfect. Um, so the other book is the, um, hey, I don't mean to be condescending or anything, but we're friends. You don't have to be afraid of me. Um, which is a comic that Victor worked on um, with me, partly at least, um, when he was visiting here. Um, it was part of like a... I don't know what to call it, like a, a residency or like a, an apprenticeship, like I mean, mandated you were, by his program. You were like officially his mentor, like through his program. Right. Yeah. Um, 
so this comic is explicitly about um victor's sort of journey journey transgender journey um, (laughs) of self-realization um that resulted in him acknowledging and coming to terms with the idea of like manhood despite the fact that like he's had such bad experiences with men um and that's kind of the whole book it's like uh it opens with the line okay let me tell you about men and it's just like this very earnest and very upsetting sort of recounting of a bunch of various times that Victor was hurt by men in different situations in his life. Um, and sort of the different ways that he learned to process it, including like sort of a, a veer towards like hardline feminism, yeah. like this book comes I'll down body from the I'll body check heavens. you on the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> The plate, the way that Victor places words, and like the way that I read his words, is so like it feels so intentional. I don't know. There's like the way that the way that the language is paced with the the, the images is so good. It's so amazing. And I've like I've found myself copying it like mm-hmm. in different things. A lot of the drawings in here remind me of yours, also. Me? Um, yeah. Aww, you. That's nice. Uh, and so eventually, um, like a cherub in the style of like a Renaissance painting shows up over Victor's shoulder and says, actually, you're a man. <laughs> um, and there's this amazing drawing of like this sideways face, Victor's sideways face saying, oh shit. And then on paper, he's written men colon the worst. <laughs> um, and so... Uh, there was like a crisis in the book and a suicide attempt and sort of it comes to a level of like self-acceptance ending with a two-page spread that reads, I'm comfortable, I'm healthy, I didn't know it was possible to be this dizzyingly happy, so that works out. Um, so that, I mean, that theme of gentleness through all of Victor's work, um, continues here and something absolutely worth pointing out is that like the cover and back cover of this book are like a framing mechanism for the conversation that happens inside the book. So the cover is like a coworker or a friend of Victor is saying the title, Hey, I don't mean to be condescending or anything, but we're friends. You don't have to be afraid of me. And the back cover is Victor saying, I know I'm sorry. Mm. And then in between these covers is all of the reasons that Victor has to be afraid of and and resentful of and scared of interactions with men. He's so smart. He's so good at comics. But he's so good at comics. I can't wait to see him do something like big. I mean, if he wants to. Do, do what you want, Victor. Do what you want, Victor. <laughs> I'll read it. Whatever it is. I'll read it and love it. I love this comic so fucking much. It it's like amazing. totally blew me away. I mean, like, I knew it would be. Um, I knew it would. And, like, the drawing on the cover is so incredible because it's, like, this large man looking down at Victor. Right. And Victor, I mean, Victor does look very, like, afraid. I don't know. It Very Charlie Brown. I was going to say Charlie Brownish. in this yes, one. Yes, yes. Um, the first page, um, God, just reading it again. The first page on its own could just be on its own. Um, it's... It's 
a story of Victor, like, as a young person being on this trip um, with a bunch of uh, girls. And there's this teacher who's saying all these creepy things and then goes to Victor and says, you, you have a little beauty mark, but you're too frigid to love. Like, you're frigid, too cold to love. And Victor thinks, oh, thank God. <laughs> Which is like an an experience I have absolutely had. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, God, thank God. Um, and then later, like, he gets yelled at um, while he's with his mom. Like, he gets catcalled, like, mm-hmm. with his mom, which has fucking happened to me. Like, I'm with my mom. Um, and he is, what, 12? Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's... There's so much personality. There's so much... It feels so genuine, and it feels so, like... I don't know. I don't know. I feel so, like, just led through these thoughts. Um, If I can, like, make sort of, like, a tangential comparison. Earlier this year, I read um, the Vivek Shraya book, um, I'm I'm Afraid of Men. That's what it's called, right? I have no idea. I have no idea. Okay. Oh, I guess I'll just kick back for a little while. (laughs) Give me a second. I'm going to confirm that that's the title. That sounds right. So men, huh? Afraid of men. I saw a book at Literati yesterday. Yeah, it's called I'm Afraid of Men. Oh, okay. Um... So Vivek Shraya is a trans woman um, and an excellent musician whose music I like a lot. Um, and the book, I'm Afraid of Men, genuinely frustrated me. Um, I read it and I did not particularly like it. Um, and, like, had my own, like, deep feelings about the way that it was written, like, as um, a brown trans woman. Mm. Like, um... And if you've read that book, I would encourage you to read Victor's book, because I think Victor's book does that better, like Can substantially better. But I don't know. But why? Um, so I'm Afraid of Man by Vivek Shraya. It's like a series of anecdotes that are like building a case about like all of the times that Vivek can remember like boys or men being mean to her, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. Um. But something that deeply frustrated me about it was that, like, first of all, it grouped, like, trans men in with cis men, like, very wholesale. Oh. Which no. is not how anything works. Yeah. Um, I mean, trans men are men, but also trans men are not cis men in the same way that trans women are not cis women. Yeah. Like, it's, it's not fair or accurate to put the burden of, like, all of the harm that cis men cause onto trans men's shoulders. True. Um, like, historically. Right. <laughs> Not them. No. <laughs> right. Um, and then also, like, there was a level of, like, a lack of self-examination that frustrated me about Vivek's book. Mm-hmm. That, again, like, Victor's book is, like, so humble and so careful mm-hmm. and, like, only about I mean, like, it's about these people who were bad to him, but it's it's about him. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Um, it's not like a, a revenge, or not revenge, right. but like it's not. I don't know. I don't know. Like Vivek's book isn't. I, I wouldn't call it revenge, but it's definitely much more like 
Um, I d- yeah, I didn't mean to say revenge. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's like it's it's much more about like who these people are and what they did than like the effect that it had on her. Mm-hmm. I guess. Oh yeah. Or like the I don't know. Like I just did not get a great sense of her own interiority through that book. Mm-hmm. Um, I was frustrated by it. Like, this is not necessarily the place for me to go, like, too deeply into that. But um, Victor's book does not suffer those pitfalls. And I think Victor's book is one of the best books about masculinity, like, as a concept that I've read. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, like, if you are raised as a boy, you're also exposed to this kind of horrible sexism although like from a different direction um and like if you're raised as a boy boys are horrible to you too right (laughs) and like for you know for us as trans women like coming out of it there's like it's almost like you're able to like release a deep breath you're like i'm letting go of that you know like i'm i'm shedding off like these worst things that i hate that like have hurt me Mm -hmm. And for Victor, and for a lot of trans men I know, there's this sort of opposite thing that happens where it's like, in accepting my identity, I'm also taking on the burden of how fucking horrible men can be. Mm -hmm. Um, And that is explored so beautifully and delicately in this book and impresses me just so deeply. Um, Delicate and gentle. Another thing I think it is good at illustrating, like, I guess not just from a transmasculine perspective, but just that feeling of how desperate you end up having to feel before you get the courage to, like, pull the trigger on transitioning mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. Like, like the, um, I don't, I mean, obviously... Not trans, but oh the, yeah, Carolyn, continue. Just like the, <laughs> I don't know, like the um, I don't um, just the putting up a, the big big wall. You know, like this is the mm-hmm. this is the one giant thing that's going to stand in my way, and I can never ever think about this. That mm-hmm. is a completely impossible action that I will never perform. Right, right. right. Now and to like, see what I can do without and, ever doing that action. Right, and a yeah. hatred of masculinity could be that hardcore you know like, right i mean like how could i ever become a trans man if- coming to terms with being trans is is already such a hard thing you know like no matter what um but then when that's like compounded by these terrible fucking experiences yeah. that have been inflicted by men mm-hmm. like I totally get why there's that conflict. You know, like, I know a lot of people who have had this exact same struggle. And, like, it's one that, like, in a weird way, I feel lucky not to have had. You know, like, it's not to say, as it turns out, being a trans woman, not a cakewalk. Um, (laughs) But it's it's different, right? Because, like, for us, like... We want to burn our paths with fire and it's fine. Right. I mean, like, with, with us, it's, like, it's insulting if someone calls us a man right it's like that's something that like we're moving past but if you're a trans man (laughs) that's what you're moving towards like Mm. that's what you want that seems fucking hard yeah like just Mm -hmm. given what men are in our culture like i i get that um again like if you study gender if you have gender feelings 
you owe it to yourself to read this book. It's really good. Is it still available? Like it's definitely available on Gumroad. Okay. I think it's actually on Itch. Oh, on Itch. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, it's a digital download through the Hello Boyfriend store. I okay. think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is it pay what you want, Emma? It is pay what you want, but there's a suggested donation of three dollars. My suggested price. donation I recommend is paying ten. Oh, I was going to say fifteen. <laughs> oh well. Wow, just keep jacking that up. Yeah, my, my suggested donation is 50. Mm. Well, I guess you love Victor most. 75. <laughs> but you can't put a price 75. on lots of insight about gender. Um, there's, <laughs> like Emma said, like, this is so good about like the feelings leading up to transitioning, where, you know, the cherub is very, very funny. The idea that you're like, Oh, um, and so everything up to that big oh, um, whenever I'm trying to make myself feel better about you know why didn't I transition when I was whatever years old, um, I think you can't know what you don't know. If you don't know it, you can't know it, and it's you. No one else can be like, hey, by the way, transition right now, and you'll be like, oh. Uh, and so <laughs> he goes through like all these shitty experiences, not just the external ones, but also there's this great examination of dysphoria from like five different directions. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah, the where weird. the narration says, and then my dad would be like, and then and everything I read would be like, and everyone would be like, and I'd be like, and then uh, there's like a whole bunch of squiggly lines as like. Uh, imagined reflections and i'd be like and there's like <laughs> this dissociating ghost rising way way up about above like a smooching scene um and the ghost is going la <laughs> and the ghost says this is normal yeah yeah uh, oh, relatable among normal? us yeah. yeah oh this is ter- it's terrific i'll um, just keep doing this forever this is actually i don't know if i can think of any other stuff about trans people that depicts like clawing at their own body mm-hmm. which like, I guess I can't speak for like, um, all trans people but like if I can make a recommendation that I may have made on this podcast before but fuck it it's been a long time <laughs> Please. Um, Tori Peters book Glamour Boutique mm. um, is a really stunning novella specifically about like dissociation and sex it's and incredible. like coming into your own body and um, it's about a trans woman who quote unquote loses her virginity three times once as like uh before she's out so as a man once immediately after she's out and then she's not really out i mean like coming to terms with being trained right like it was like the first time she was treated as a woman i think and then Like. like the third time is like the first time that she actually is able to see herself as a woman and like it's so good. It's so good. It's like a super quick read. Like you can read it in probably a couple hours, and it's also just like I was like practically shivering out of my skin about how true to life it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's incredible. If you want to shudder out of your skin, <laughs> <laughs> big ol' WSBF endorsement. Did you just pick that up at Common Language? Like you didn't know about it at first? Oh no, I've been following Tori Peters oh, okay. for a while. Um. Tori Peters also made a book called Infect Your Friends and Loved Ones. It's really amazing. She also made an extremely upsetting book called The Masker. That's really good. Um, she's just a, a very good writer. Um, should we talk about favorite panels? Let's do it. 
Okay. Who wants to go first? Um, I can just shout out that sideways face. Oh, the, yeah. In the You're a Man, uh, oh. like, Men the Worst panel. Um, that's like real Charlie Brown. It's yeah. So it's so good. Like, that sideways face with, like, the. The eyebrows that are almost, like, just a cursive the number three. Right, and in the word balloon it says, oh shit, but it's just, like, it all runs together. It's just, mm-hmm. oh shit. <laughs> Easy choice. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite uh, panel, well, there's many, but I love the moment in um, Tiger when the young tiger asks his father if he can go um, go hunting. And the father says, you're still too little. And then they, there's, like, just this panel where they look at each other, and I, it, you know, the the little tiger is clearly like, come on. And then the 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 father tiger kisses him on the head very sweetly while the little tiger's like, eee! and And then the father just, like, goes away and says, be good. And I don't know. Um, I don't really know what to say about it. It's just, like, I, I like it in comics when there's... Just, like, moments of affection. Um, and obviously, like, this book is a lot about affection, but I don't know. It's just such a nice little moment. I just like when people are... When people love each other. That's all. <laughs> I don't know. And it, it's, it's like a wonderful depiction of that, you know? Yeah. I think um, my favorite is the fourth page of Stay. Oh, my where, God. Yeah, the tiny person piling the robot comes out and just like gently puts a hand on the sleeping face of their girlfriend and just like a thing about this comic is like halfway through i was like oh this is such a good premise this is very kind of sweet and melancholy and then i realized like oh it's about trans shit <laughs> Duh. and then um and I got this last panel, it's like, shit, this is so good. This mm-hmm. is something I've literally done. Mm-hmm. Not like crawled out of my own head, but just like <laughs> <laughs> looked at a sleeping partner and like seen that person that you care so much about being asleep and at peace and knowing that if you tell the truth, they may not be at peace anymore. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Weird scene. That's amazing. Yeah, I mean, I thought that was only me and no other trans person <laughs> on the planet. I perhaps. thought I had the most special feelings. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. Alice. Yeah. And I'm probably going to go with the page before the one Carter cited from You Don't Have to Be Afraid of Me, uh, which is this really terrific like set of very subtle jokes. Uh, the narration says, I'm full of an all-consuming rage I can't articulate because of the patriarchy. I feel horrible in my body and want to die all the time because of internalized misogyny. And then uh, the author, insert, you know, self-character uh, in the comic is doing what looks like very complicated calculus in the first page on a chalkboard that says, dissociation, self-harm, sl- times hate. Uh, and then in the second one is getting some books off of a library bookshelf. And on one side it says, um, misusing slash misinterpreting perfectly good ideologies, uh, <laughs> five to one Oh five. So it's like, um, <laughs> we're looking at like perfectly good library of Congress or Dewey decimal system organization. Uh, 
Uh, and on the other side, emotional dishonesty, 106 to 206. Uh, and then at the bottom, uh, using two enormous textbooks, one of which says advanced mental math, and the other says denial 1000, which is, really feels like uh, some classes I feel like I remember taking. <laughs> God, he's so fucking smart. <laughs> God. Just you like, know how smart you have to be to do that kind of thing? Do you know how funny you have to be to, like, put all of the jokes off to the side? Yeah. Yes! Yes! Like, that, like, ah! That's a lot of, like, confidence in, like, how good these jokes are and how good the art is that, like, it all will still come through. And he pulls it off so like elegantly like none of these none of this work feels overwrought it mm-hmm. just all feels like this is the way it was meant to be mm-hmm. and i i thought about it exactly the right amount and like i don't know he just fucking gets it it reminds he me of gets that, it. that mon ben episode uh with akiko hagishimura where urasawa is like oh here it is that thing that thing where you like pack a panel full of jokes that's in the side <laughs> from the story <laughs> Um, so, I mean, this is normally the part where we would say, would Victor be friends with us? But, um, instead I'm gonna, (laughs) let's do a slightly different question. Have we made Victor cry more than once during this episode? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I assume it was just a sustained cry. Mm, How do you measure a cry? I do think if Victor would not be your friend, you're a bad person. (laughs) What? Wait, what? Wait, we're bad people or Who's Victor's a bad person? No, anyone Victor that Victor would not be friends friend. with. Ah, ha, ha. Yeah. That's our metric. No, that's, that's true. Yeah. Um, God, I just want everybody to read Victor's work and get really, really excited about it and also, like, give him lots of money. His I don't website know. is uh, V-I-C-O-Mart, Vicomart.com. Mm-hmm. And on social media, he's at Cosmonaut Vico. Yeah. And I just, like, if you're a publisher and you haven't already sent Victor an email, what are you doing? <laughs> like, Just an email. Hi. Hi. Just hi. That's hi. all that needs to be in it. It's yeah. like, like Random House just sends a winky face emoji. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just, I just think that you could do no better. I literally, I mean, besides yeah. me, but. <laughs> well, maybe you, you can be second in line. Yeah. yeah. I just, I don't know. I'm very... He's so young, and I'm so excited. You're okay at comics for a cis person, Carolyn. I know, but don't I know. Get, don't get ahead of I'm yourself. I'm so glad you guys let me hang out. You know what? A certain, <laughs> a certain amount of our time has to go to pro bono cases. Yes, thank you. <laughs> and thank you so would you much. look at that? Carolyn, it looks like... Your time is up. <laughs> I regret to inform you, this is your last episode of We Should Be Friends. Um, let's see. Uh, so it's not that long since we've recorded our last Roundup episode. Um, we'll be hopefully doing like one a month-ish yeah. from here on out. Yeah. Um, that seems sustainable for now, at least. Um, I have some big Resograph printing stuff on the, um, the docket. I just spent, like, this whole weekend, like, getting black ink on every part of my body and my house. How many colors do we have now? Thirteen. We have thirteen colors. Thirteen working colors. beautiful colors. And Carta and her employee re-did it all, and I'm so impressed all the time. Yeah, I'm so happy. Um, So, yeah, good stuff coming from Disquette, including some really, really remarkable work by young trans artists Mm -hmm. that I'm very excited about. Of course, of course. Um... Anyone else have, like, anything to announce? 
My book is still out. (laughs) (laughs) So is mine. Well, well. No, I am working on getting... Who's selling more? (laughs) Rude. I I have no idea. I am working on getting, like, physical copies of it made up for the shows this year. I'm pretty jacked about it. That would be amazing. It'll be really nice. Emma's book is so good. If you haven't read it yet, you should do yourself a favor. I'll drop in the the itch link. Mm -hmm. Um... Cool. Yeah. I mean, shows are coming up. If you're in New York City, keep your eyes open. Sort of mid to late February, I'm doing um, the first of many events with the Brooklyn Public Library um, in a series called Cool Work by Interesting People. Um, oh. <laughs> and, uh, you're cheating on us? I mean, it's it's a good tagline. She's it's cheating true. on us. It's just, I'm, look, it's fine, Emma. Do we want to? Don't be to? so possessive. You're right. We're a polyamorous yeah, but, podcast. Yeah, that's true. Drawing prompt. Is that a thing that we do? We can do a drawing prompt. Mm. I feel like Victor's work offers a lot of good options. How about brutal confession? <laughs> <laughs> Just your worst secret. There we go, folks. Brutal or confession. Adorable animal. Oh. <laughs> okay, your worst secret, your deepest secret, or... Adorable animal. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. Both. yeah. Perfect. Or both. Perfect. Perfect drawing prompt. WSBFpodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> um, thank you for listening. Um, as always, this has been Carta Manier, uh, Emma Jane. Goodbye. Alice Stower. Bye. And Carolyn Nowak. Bye. I love you, Victor. Our intro music is from the Sega Genesis game Comic Zone. Our outro music is Always Friends by Secret Cities, who actually has a new album out um, under the, the new band name Moon Revenge. You should check Ooh. it out. Yeah, it's very good. I can't confirm that. I love the moon. Moon. <laughs> I Wait, I thought this was the Moon's Revenge, not Revenge Against the Moon. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I'm with you on that. Oh, yeah. we need to... Because I'm with you on that, I love the Moon. We need to get in touch. Yeah. We need to solve this mystery. <laughs> um, all right. Well, we'll, we'll get right on that. And in the meantime, thanks for listening. Bye. 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 Bazinga. Bye.